0: Back to High and Tight! Whoop, whoop! Let's go! Let's go, baby. Uh, This is the second season of High and Tight. It is the first podcast on Game Time CT to have a second season. That's right. This is the first thing that kicked off all of our podcasts. Pete and I are so excited to be back. What
1: a year it's been. Thank you. Shout out to Game Time CT for renewing us for a second season. Yeah. Um, but, But we... You know, many of you know the story. I, I came back to Game Time CT at the end of last year's winter season. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the winter season ended, Scott texted me and was like, hey, man, I want to do other stuff with baseball. What do you think about a podcast? We can do it three times a week. <laughs> that was my plan. And uh, I was like, uh, maybe, let's talk. <laughs> so a couple days later, I was like, why don't we just do it? We'll do it once. We'll see how it goes. Uh, The reception was awesome last year. Yeah. Uh, You guys were great. The kids, the athletes were great. Very receptive. The coaches, too. Um, It started out with one microphone at the Norwalk office, and now we have like a mixing board and actual editing software and cool mics, and we can do interviews. And we have a really great interview coming up with Staples coach Jack McFarlane. And nobody walks in in the show.
0: middle of the show and says, I need this room. Yeah, and
1: no one takes the room away from us because I lock it because I'm one of three people that have a key. We don't end up in the nursery. Yeah, the, that was the... – yeah. So it's been a long It's – we've come a long way. Uh, I'm actually really proud of us, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: such a nice thing to say that you're really proud of us. Uh, but it's – I mean, it's fun. really just fun and um, – we're we're so excited to tackle baseball this year, you know, kind of knowing what we're doing. Last year, we were sort of just flying,
1: flying by the, seat of, you know, our the pants.
0: seat of our pants and uh, making it all up as we went along. And it worked out great. I, think, I mean, that's, you know?
1: how do you think I got to where I am now?
0: Yeah, you fly by the seat of your pants. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have an interview coming up with Jack McFarland. that's really fun. We're going to go run quickly through the top 25 guys, the poll, all that stuff. And just um, some
1: I mean, look, the season started. Started. There, there are some things that have stood out and... uh we're going to chat about them, but I, I will tell you this, and we, we touch on it with the interview with, uh, with Jack McFarlane. The talent in this state Unbelievable. is stupid good.
0: Here's the thing. I was making the top 25 list, and there were kids who were going D1 schools who I couldn't put on the top 25 players to watch. It's like Chris no. Brown, who plays for Trumbull, is going to play at UConn. He's awesome. And I just didn't have him on the top twenty-five list. Nothing against Chris Brown, but there's no. so many kids. And then I show up against the game against Prep, and he goes, he hits a dong to center field. And I was like, maybe
1: I should have put him on the list. Yeah, he's probably staring <laughs> you down as he's rounding second base. Look at
0: me, Scott Erickson. Look at me. If he knows that we even put this list out, but uh, you know, like kids like that, obviously deserve to be on a list. Deserve to be recognized. He could be all state at the end of yeah. the season. But there's so many kids going D one. So many good kids. The senior class in the FCAC this year is one of the best I've ever seen. They've all been playing since freshmen or sophomores. The SEC is loaded, but when you go around the state, every team's got one or two yeah. kids that I mean, are looking you're talking about the FSAC,
1: you look at the CCC.
0: CCC's I mean, don't get me
1: wrong, the CCC is the biggest conference in the right. state, but I mean, you just you know, not even the CCC. I mean, shout out to the CCC, you got a great place. Look at the NVL. NVL, Shoreline, CCC,
0: uh, Berkshire League, ECC—they're all really good so baseball th- conferences.
1: I mean, look at your top twenty-five guys, or not top 25 25 players to watch. Right. Okay. are from to, everywhere. We need—we need to cover ourselves. Yeah. But Tom Abel from Derby—he's been playing since he was a freshman. Yeah. Right. You got my this kid. I cannot wait to see this kid play. Thayer, Jack Thayer at St. Paul. Oh, I yeah. never got to go see him last year. Not seeing him and Jack D'Onofrio last year were my biggest regrets. Yeah, because most of these guys on this list I have seen play. Julian Thayer. Julian Thayer. Sorry, Yeah. Julian. He's a stud junior. I it, and hopefully he's maybe he's not listening, but it might be good. I was trying to find a spot on the first team all state team for for him last year so bad. Yeah, but we were, had so many seniors. We had, we picked twelve kids. Yeah, nine of them graduated. We yeah. only have two returning kids from the first team all state team that we picked. Right. And I was trying to find a spot for Thayer so bad. He was a sophomore, you know, whatever. But I'm so excited to see him play and Jack D'Onofrio from Simsbury. I, I just have heard so much about this kid. D'Onofrio
0: is a legitimate stud. I mean, he's going to play at Notre Dame. Uh, he had four homers last year, five triples, five doubles, hit almost 400, you know, 16 RBI, 15 stolen bases, 4-0 on the mound, sub-1 ERA, 53 Ks, like, he does everything. Right? Yeah. Can't wait to see this kid play this year.
1: And you even look at the ECC. I mean, the ECC is always loaded with baseball talent. Look, we don't need to tell you, oh, Matt Harvey, oh, Jesse Hahn. Like, the ECC is loaded with talent up and down the league all the time. You look, you know, last year we had that big conversation throughout high school baseball. What's the all-time hits leader? Right. Right? Pat Winkle, we thought, was getting there. Turns out he wasn't even – he had a great career, but – Montville had like four kids with more hits than that, and that's yeah. just Montville up in the ECC. I mean, you look at you look at Fitch, which was an all time program, Waterford's uh, an all time program, and then we get to Ledger this year, and Ledger's, it might be this year. Ledger's pretty good. Ledger's pretty good, and Ken Turner is a stud, stud, not- just an absolute stud on the mound this year in the ECC. So you just look around the state, and we didn't even talk about the SEC. Hopefully, Al's not listening. The SEC is so loaded again. When I center... Cheshire coaches have reached out to me and said that they think Cheshire is the best team in the SEC. I mean, granted, they have a new coach. Yeah. Um, they lost. Ben De LaBelle graduated, was the heart and soul of that team. But they have so much back from a team that won the double L championship when they weren't supposed to. There are a lot of kids back. Um, and obviously, prep, Adam Stone. I mean, Adam Stone was one of the best players in the state last year. Yeah. So there's just so much. So much talent in this state. It's absurd.
0: It's absurd. Uh, Ken Turner last year pitched 52 innings and struck out 77 kids. Yeah. It's unheard of. Yep. It's crazy. That's and, a you know, crazy it, number. That's he might not have gotten a lot. Number. He
1: might not got the love that he deserved because there was an even stupider. Right. Pitcher in the <laughs> ECC last year in Mike career. He Barros. wasn't the best pitcher in the ECC last year. <laughs>
0: this year I'm confident in saying he is no. the best pitcher in the ECC. You,
1: just, you look at South Windsor. They were good last year. Lost a couple of guys. But Zach Donahue's still there. Right. Oscar pa- Hunter Pascaloni's still there. Yep. I mean, they had just so much talent. And then we mentioned the SCAC. You know, the one kid that just stands out to me is Matt DeLuca.
0: Matt Deluca from Richfield, yeah, the other pitcher. Is I mean, fantastic. he was fantastic. He
1: was unbelievable last year as a sophomore. Yeah, I believe he threw a, a no hitter, and then he threw a one hitter, yep. and then he he beat Amity in the semifinals, coming out of the bullpen in in extra. He stared down Pat Winkle, who was the best player in the overall player in the state last year. Yeah, and he he got him out, and he pitched a he pitched brilliantly against an Amity team, and then got the ball three days later and shut Cheshire out for five and a third before. Uh, he had to be taken out for pitch count. Cheshire scores on a on a fielder's choice, and they win the game. I mean, I think we go on a limb here and say, and say Matt, Matt Deluca might be going into the season like the best player in the S.D.AC to watch. Like he he should because of all the stuff he did last year in the postseason. Right? I mean, how can you not? How can you pick against a guy like him? Here's how you cannot.
0: Now I love Matt Deluca; he's awesome, yeah. and everything you said is absolutely true about him. But you have two kids who are committed to going to. Duke, oh yeah, Henry Williams at Derry, and You have Chad mm-hmm. Knight at. At at Staples, you have Harry Azadian at Staples, yep. who's really good. You have Javon Hernandez at Danbury, who's really good. Uh, you have kids on every single team. Trumbull's loaded. Chris Brown, yep. Kevin Brugerman, both really good. A lot of seniors in yeah. that team. Trumbull's really good. I saw him the other day. Um, there's just there's Division One kids on every. Every, Every team. team. So, Every yes, team. Matt DeLuk is awesome, but you can't declare him the best no. kid. Because there's so many good oh, kids. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's like a few years ago when Randy Poloni was in the league. You're like, Randy Pelloni is the best kid yes. in the league. He won player of the year sophomore, junior.
1: <laughs> yeah. The first time I remember, I remember, I was working at the hour at the time, and everyone, and I had been told, Ben Kasparis, Ben Casparius, Ben Casparius, and don't get me wrong, Ben Casparius is one of the best high school players I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why he's playing in the College World Series as a freshman. Right. Was that last year? Yeah. Yeah, last year was his freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember going down, it was McMahon, McMahon-Trinity Catholic, mm-hmm. and first pitch of the game, if you've ever been to McMahon, over the fence is, like, grass, and then there's, like, the driveway at the front of the school, yeah. and you just, like, put it right in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this that kid, kid's pretty good. Um, he was special. He yeah. still
0: is. He's, still, he's had some injuries at UConn,
1: Yeah, but he was one of the best high school you kids You can, like, just saw. look anywhere. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. The The impression that Matt DeLuca left on me last season is hard to shake because if he – if there wasn't a pitch count, who knows who wins that double L game. Who knows? And I got the greatest quote ever from Coach Fabry from Ridgefield. Yeah. He compared Matt DeLuca to John Snell from (laughs) Game of Thrones and uh, like Amity the White Walkers or whatever, and it was like the greatest quote that I've ever heard. And like therefore – he's just forever in lore Matt DeLuca (laughs) 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 all
0: right listen we're gonna get to this interview with Jack McFarland from Staples uh you know they are obviously a perennial contender every single season they were in the FCAC championship game lost in extra innings last year lost in the state quarterfinals to Cheshire in uh and I told him this one of the best high school baseball games I saw all year probably the best high school game I saw all year um, they are back this year. They are absolutely stacked. uh It'd be su- surprising if they're not, you know, playing for FCAC and Double L championships again. Uh, so we're going to get to that interview with Jack McFarland, and then we will be back on High and Tight. All right. We are joined now by Staples baseball coach Jack McFarland. Jack, how you doing? Welcome to the show. <laughs>
2: You know, I'm doing pretty good. The weather's good again; another sunny day. So, you know, I want to thank Scott and Pete for having me on today. Oh,
1: well, you are the first guest in the uh, for the High and Tight show of all time. First ever. First ever. So, congratulations on a great wow. honor. Huge <laughs> honor. Huge.
0: <laughs> I mean, you guys uh, must not know what to do with yourselves. You played all your preseason games. You've been on the baseball field for almost a month now. Uh, what's it been like having a full preseason on the field?
2: Well, I mean, it makes a big difference as far as evaluations go. I mean, you're not stuck in the field house and then you have opening day and you take your first couple of weeks to give a bunch of kids uh, some opportunities and you see, you know, what they can do. That's pretty much all done now. So I think we're a little ahead of the game, you know. team like Darianne, these other teams with turf, they don't have that big advantage right now. So I think it's, a, you know, pretty uh, – you know it's a pretty even uh, playing field right now
1: speaking of Darien, and we saw how important that turf field was last year to them how much does each team in the SEac pay rent to Darien to use the field
2: <laughs> I'm sure a lot I mean we don't <laughs> we don't go over there but you know you know no uh, McMahon also has turf now so and some teams you know go to the colleges wherever they can find turf we actually go up to North Branford at the sportsplex up there and we play had a couple practices and a scrimmage up there, too, you know, when we can.
1: Uh, you know, speaking of the sports flex in North Brantford, I, I made my season debut in softball last night there. Had five hits in two games, not to brag. <laughs> not bad. Five hits. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> turned turn, turn, the other way, right? Oh, I live in right field in, 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 in softball. I turned a couple of double plays, played a little second. Had a nice. nice over-the-shoulder grab, doubled up the guy at first base. That was the highlight right there.
0: I'm just going to write all this down
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can put me down for Dirt Dog of the Week Uh, That's great But speaking of the turf fields, I mean, you know, we saw it last year with, you know, them being able to get on the field and a lot of teams not being able to Obviously it's not the case, knock on wood, this year But what's the biggest difference, I guess, you know, from playing on a grass field or dirt field and then going and playing on turf?
2: I think the biggest difference is you can just get repetitions. You can get out there and just get a thousand ground balls, and you know really get your technique down. You know when the weather's choppy and you're in a gym, you're on a wiffle ball machine, you can't really get all that stuff done. You know we had a you know a great weather break in the preseason. We've been able to you know get the kids outside, get them a lot of reps. I think you're going to see a lot less errors in the first couple weeks than you're used to you know you see a lot of 11-7 games and kids just aren't used to seeing fly balls and stuff like that that's you know we've already been able to get all that done so I think it's been so far you know knock on wood a great spring
0: you guys had high expectations last year but it was really a junior dominated team and you have high expectations this year how is it different though when when you have a a senior group as opposed to a group of juniors with those same expectations
2: yeah I mean when you have a a, you know senior team you have a little more mature team the seniors, you know, you can you can let them lead a little more. Um, the expectations are high, no doubt. You know, our thing is just to worry about ourselves and not other other teams. That's what we preach. I and mean, we preach, you know, our big thing is defense. We, we talk about 21 outs, and we want to do that on both sides. Offensively, we want to keep all our 21 outs. We do not want to run into three outs on the base. Now you're down to 18. Now mm-hmm. you're in a little league game. you got to score with 18 outs. Defensively, if we can keep – 22, 23 outs, there's going to be a couple physical errors. You're going to play a real tight, good good baseball game. And that's what, we, you know, once you get to 24 to 27 outs in a high school game, it's bad. It's, you're going to be there till six o'clock and you're probably going to be on the losing end. Yeah, we don't so like to be there that late the, either. Yeah, starting with, <laughs> with clinics. I mean, I think the way we all learned baseball was we learned how to throw and catch first. Mm-hmm. I think kids now are learning in the batting cage first. And right. You know, you've got 60 H's on your lineup. What we tell our kids and we're starting with the youth now is you need to lock down a position at Staples. Mm -hmm. We'll teach you how to put the bat on the ball. You can, you can help us on offense, but if you can't play second base, if you can't play shortstop, if you can't track a fly ball, you know, you're going to be in trouble here. And you know, Probably one of the top level games I I was involved with in was last year in the semifinals against Danbury.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know we beat them three nothing. It was a, it was an eight o'clock night game, uh, semifinal at Cabetta. Yep. Two number one pitchers on the mound. There were diving catches. Every, all the routine plays were made. It you know my first comment to the reporters was that was a college level baseball game. Mm-hmm. It was clean as a whistle. Neither coach had their team flat. It, both teams were ready. Both teams get played great, and it was just you know one two out hit there here and there, and we actually, you know, we beat them three nothing. But that was a, a high level clean baseball game, and that, that's what we should, you know trying to do here at Staples.
0: Your state quarterfinal game too against Cheshire was the same way, just really high level baseball. You came out on the oh, short end yeah. there, but uh, I think yeah, that I was mean, one of the best I mean, games I saw all year.
2: Yeah. I mean, a kid like Chris Durbil, he bought into that. I mean, he, he went over the fence. He's <laughs> going to have a scar on his back the rest of his life. He made one of the best catches I've ever seen. Yes, I and, agree. <laughs> you know, we preach the balls in the air. You got to go get it. Yeah, and He went and got it and he was nowhere near it at the start but he went and got it. Yeah, he will
1: forever so, be you know. on Ben D Lebel's short shortlist of people he does not like. That, <laughs> yeah. What that was that 2 yeah. years in a row? <laughs> 2 years in a row. Yeah,
2: I think they're fr- they're actually <laughs> friends now, which is actually pretty funny. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was wild and and Scott, you know, you bring up they uh they fell short in the quarterfinals double L to Cheshire. What does that run kind of do for this group of juniors who now okay, hey, look, we lost a really good game to Cheshire who then went on to beat Prep and beat Richfield to win the whole thing. What what can you guys take away from that experience and put it towards you know the nineteen games you yeah. have left in the regular season plus the tournaments?
2: Well, I think if you look at like our program right now, we're we're a pretty mature program. We expect to make a deep run in the states. You know that what happens in the FCI, it's a it's a quick little tournament. If you can get rain. You don't have your number one on the first and third game. You know, that tournament can go a lot of different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. But to
2: win five games in the state States, you have to have depth. You've got to have mature kids. You've got to have, you know, a lot of pitching. You've got to catch the ball. So I think, you know, doing it in 2017, I think now when that state tournament comes, even though it's single elimination, you, can, you know, you could be going in that first round. The kids expect to make a deep run. And I think, you know, when you're confident and high school kids expect to do things, you know, you have a lot better chance of it happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's it's five games, and there's 31 days in May, right? So there's five five games in, like, seven days or eight days that they have to yeah. play. I mean, that's absurd.
2: Yeah, it's it's rough. you got to have the right bracket. Things have to go your way, and it's it's a tough mountain to climb. That's for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, going back to something you said before, you know, there's a lot of talent in the leagues now. Like you said, these kids come up here probably better than they've ever come up before. Do you find, though, that you're teaching fundamentals and cutoffs and – and running situations more w- when the kids get up here nowadays. No,
2: that's all the stuff we have to teach. Everything they do now on their own is individual. Yeah, it's exiting velo. It's it's throwing bullpens with their pitching coach. It's it's not really team baseball. Once they you know the team baseball is the stuff we really have to teach. Yeah, they're not learning about bunk coverages or pickoffs. They, you know, they're in a corner with a guy that they're paying and they're learning you know specific things. You know how to hit the ball. How to hit more ball with more power. You know, these hitting coaches, their philosophy now is when you have two strikes, your swing has to be the same. Right. Listen to your high school coach and shorten your swing and hit the ball on the ground to right field. That doesn't make sense. You need to go in there and swing the same. So there's a lot of, you know, team baseball with individual skill, you know, that, that has to be ironed out, you know, once the practices start.
0: And do they, you have to teach them the rules too? I saw a kid the other day that didn't know what the infield fly rule was and he's trying to... <laughs> throw it at all the bases to get the kids out who had advanced cuz yeah. the ball cuz well, the ball yeah, dropped. You know? that,
2: yeah, and that and that goes in the uh, team baseball category. I mean, you have to teach the kids what the rules are. Yeah. You know, you'll see a kid you know drop a third strike with the bases loaded and you know throw the ball up the right field line so they're just touching the plate or you know stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, you have to you have to go through all that stuff.
0: Do these kids watch baseball? Like do you know? I mean, do they cuz you learn a lot of that by watching the game when you're a kid, don't you? It's it's funny. They know the
2: stats inside out. They know all the players, but they don't sit there and watch nine innings of baseball right. on TV or, <laughs>
0: like we do. It's
2: it's like they get a they get a quick blurb and then they go on to something else on the handhelds. Yeah, you know they they can watch so many different things at once. Yeah. So it's it's different. It's just so different than when we were kids. I can't even tell you. But.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say even now, just watching, a, I get excited for opening day. If I'm there in person, I'll watch, but. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Unless the Yankees are playing the Red Sox, wake me up in October.
0: See, that's the problem with Pete. That's why Pete's fantasy baseball team stinks well, every year because he doesn't watch baseball. fantasy baseball team
1: is terrible.
2: <laughs> well, that's why I disagree with with shortening the game because baseball is a game you know how long it's going to be, right? Right. Yeah. So you can watch the three innings, you can go out, do your lawn, whatever, come yep. back, and you know it's still there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, why are we going to take 20 minutes off the game by let not letting a guy – you know, look at signs or, or making a pitcher throw to three yeah. batters when he's just a one-pitcher guy who could just get lefties out.
0: Yeah. It seems like a lot yeah, of that stuff is it's ridiculous. It's by, by people that don't really love the game, though, right? They want to change it. Be-
2: yeah. I mean, there's no time limit. The game may be five hours. or maybe an hour and 40. You know, I, it is I it is.
1: think the only way – and I'm just going to play the uh, the other side just because – Because you're they a millennial. Start, yeah. Yes, because I'm a millennial. I don't have cable. I <laughs> Avocados. Um, what else? Uh, Airpods. Swaddling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I feel like because they start these playoff games so late when you're starting an eight o'clock game on the East coast, you know, Yankees playing the Astros a five hour game at eight o'clock at night. No one's staying up and watching it. None of the kids are being able to stay up and watch it. And they'll never move it up earlier because of advertising that late and, and slot schedules and. You know that—that's what I mean. What when I, mean. I was
2: a kid, when I was a kid, they wheeled a the TV into the auditorium and let you watch the <laughs> World Series on at one o'clock. It yeah, you watch a little bit of it. See, my dad let came me home stay from up. School and the playoffs were on.
1: Yeah, like now everything is—they everything is at night and so late. And like when I was a kid, like my dad would like, "You stay up," and once the game was over, I was like, "All right, go." Yeah, go, uh, go, and I was exhausted every morning, and my mom hated it. But yeah.
0: but the kids can also wake – like, my kid wakes up and watches highlights, the highlights every morning, but it's just highlights. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, they it's see seven the whole minutes. thing. It's like
2: Cliff yeah. Notes. You yeah. just yeah. see the whole thing in three minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Cliff Notes. That's how I got through high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now <laughs> – I mean, this season, it's it's early. It started. Only a handful of teams have played a couple of games, I think. You know, even uh, – you guys have only played once. Uh, I think yep. some teams are playing their first games – This week as well. Today, yeah. Today, we're recording on Wednesday. Um, What, I guess, has been... Have you noticed a trend throughout the state? You know, Scott and I were talking before. Like, last year, it seemed like teams couldn't hit. A lot of low-scoring games. And now we're seeing... Now it's not everywhere. You guys put up a 15th spot against Staples. Woodstock put up 32 runs on opening day on Saturday. There's a lot of teams that are scoring. Is it just because teams have been able to get out as opposed to last year when they... You know they're hitting in a cage or they're hitting in a yeah. gym. And you can't really do anything.
2: I think it, that's definitely part of the reason. um reason is pitch counts, you know, you're not you're not going to have your ace go out there the first day and yeah. throw 115 pitches. So well, he's going to throw 60 pitches. Yeah. Now your number two is pitching Wednesday, so now you're bringing a reliever in, and you know kids have been outside and they're a little more comfortable in the box, and you're you're going to see some more runs.
1: Yeah, well, or even if they're your ace, they won't see you know an opponent till like mid-May, right? You keep them, uh, you keep them <laughs> fresh and ready for May, something like that. The yep. old the the old Ben Casperius rules. There's some fresh freshman the hanging rules. out who's
0: never going to be seen till yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just
1: got him in JV right now.
0: I I remember seeing Ben's Casperius's first game at Mead Park and being like, "Who is this kid? <laughs> yeah, it's like you brought yeah, Derek Jeter you know, onto the field." Like <laughs>
1: He's doing. Well, well. Hey, but the
2: bottom line is, if, there, if the other thing is, and I just saw this thing with Dr. James Andrews. I mean, the the arm injuries and the surgeries are are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and he's saying it's all used. He said kids are playing too much baseball. Yeah, uh, you know, and they are. I mean, you know, when it, we didn't have indoor facilities, we didn't. There weren't a lot of people having arm surgery when I was a kid. You know, now it's common. It's like, yeah. let's get it out of the way. Let's get it get out of the way. Surgery. No,
1: there's. I mean, you look at you know, they, everyone was talking about the Mets rotation a couple of years ago when they had Noah Degrom. You know, all these guys who before, you know, all the injuries and stuff, and Harvey, they all had Tommy John. Yeah, I mean, everyone yeah. everyone on that rotation that pitched in the World Series in 15 had Tommy John surgery. It's,
2: it's unreal. It's yeah. unreal.
0: Not that your kids are always listening to you in the off season, but do you recommend for kids to shut it down, you know, October, oh, November? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I, yeah.
2: Actually, I actually have David Spear, who's been with the Indians for six years, Yeah, was the Ivy League pitcher of the year for Columbia, and was an All-Stater for us. He's never had an arm injury, never. Yeah. And he shuts it January and February, he won't even pick up a ball. Right. But the problem is with these kids, January, and February, their pitching coaches are hounding them to, to, to throw a bullpen because, you know, that's what they do. That's their business. Yep. And they, nobody leaves these kids alone. It's yeah. like, go play basketball. Yeah. It's not like if you don't use it, you're, you're not going to be able to throw 88 anymore. You yep. get it? You, it's, you know, it's like your brakes. You keep pounding the brakes, you're going to need a brake job. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, and that's what Dr. James Andrews is saying. It's all you stuff. Yep. It's, yeah. it's nothing else.
1: A buddy of mine that I grew up with, he's uh, he's with the White Sox system now. He had Tommy John uh, a couple of years ago, and it was really weird the way they handled it. But, like, he got hurt. They recommended, you know, shut it down, rest. And then he was stuck between, do I do Tommy John or do I get the, the needle injection uh, that Tanaka yeah. got a couple of years ago from the Yankees? Yeah, yeah. And, like, they decided to get the knee, You know, he tried to get the shot, and it didn't hold up. And then he oh, had to get Tommy John, so he lost two full seasons of pro ball yeah. like that. Wow. Because of like, yeah, they it's... didn't really know too, because it still is such an imperfect science. But that brings me to another thing with East Coast kids. So my friend is from Long Island, where I'm from, and, we've, and we talk all the time where you're seeing now all these kids, especially pitchers from the East Coast, like New England area, are getting a lot more looks than they used to, because... Maybe they're not pitching as much as the kids down in Florida or Texas. Or teams can look at him and say, "We can pitch him for three years, run his arm into the ground. He'll get Tommy John. He'll be back." Yeah. As opposed to the yeah. kid who already has had Tommy John. Maybe yeah, if exactly. he gets it again, then I mean, it's very hard for a pitcher to come back from Tommy John twice.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I just it's... think it's so interesting because we see all these New England kids. I mean, just Connecticut alone, just seeing it is—we have so many kids in this state who are going to top-flight Power 5 Division One programs. Yeah. It's absurd.
0: Jack, have you seen it like this, where there's so many really good kids at the top of these, no, uh, no. Top I of these mean, leagues?
2: No, no. Everybody says their Little League numbers are down. I get it because lacrosse is, you know. Yeah. But the that might be the quality, but the the quantity, the, the kids are just, you know, everybody's got, you know, two or three kids that, you know, you yeah. can't really pitch to. You're know, yeah. not going to get any hits off them. I mean, <laughs> so it's it's unbelievable. I yeah. mean the kids never went down south. yeah, right. you went down south. you were coming back. You know you went to Central or you know, Yukon or Fordham. but you know, there's some of these schools these kids are going to. It's unreal.
1: yeah, I mean, you look obviously Chad, Chad Knight's going to Duke. Henry Williams, from Darianne's going to Duke. I mean that's Duke. (laughs) You know Phoenix Billings is already committed to go to UConn, which is a great program. Samardzic going to Maryland. Um, Bobby Z's going to Maryland. I mean it's. I wasn't going to try and pronounce his last name. (laughs) Samardzic. No, yeah, we call him Bobby Z. Not because I know him. Bobby Bobby Z. Because we're not going to try to say. Yeah, and then there are just so many. I mean, even last year. I mean, look at last year. You know, going to play baseball at UConn is completely different than going to play football at UConn because we see a lot of football players in the state go to UConn and it's like. All right, it's yep. UConn. But you look at the baseball. I mean, last year alone, Winkle was committed there. Uh, Will Lucas was committed there, and and uh, oh my god, how am I forgetting his name? He was my favorite player last year. Uh, the pitcher from Waterford got drafted. Mike Burrows. Uh, Burrows. Burrows. Yeah. Burrows. They were all committed to go to UConn. Yeah if Winkle was well, look, dead set. Prep. prep had six scholarship yeah. kids. Yeah. Six? Yeah. And that's I not mean, even including, um, and Ma- uh, Mancini. at Mancini's doing a yeah, Boston
2: college. Look at Mancini's doing a PC. Yeah. He's lights out right now. He threw now, a though. shutout his
1: first start, but you look at these kids yeah. going to Yukon. And if Winkle had said at any point, I'm on the fence about college, he would have went in the top 10 rounds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No question.
1: Burroughs goes and gets $500,000. And Lucas, yep. Lucas is a stud. I mean, the kid's just a stud baseball player. And that's just UConn. Yeah. And, and, that, yeah. and we're not including the kids who are going to other places. It's yeah. it's honestly, it's amazing to see because obviously lacrosse dominates the state, especially down in Fairfield County yeah. where you are. But, like, to look at the baseball, um, to it's, look at the kids where they're going in baseball, it's just amazing. It's like, you know, we're talking about West Hill, and they – all right, season last year maybe a little down. You look at him this year; they should be good. Bobby Z is going to Maryland. They have uh, the pitcher who came back. Montana Simmel's throwing in the nineties. Yeah, right he's now. getting yeah. looks, yeah. And, and even T.J. Wainwright's going to Fairleigh Dickinson. You look yeah. at Weatherfield last year. <laughs> Weatherfield had three kids go Division One last year. Yeah, well, and they ran the real. table and won the thing. And you know we don't even talk about Jimmy Sullivan, who's at Virginia. Yeah, I mean that's a top flight program, and yeah. he's going to play. Oh, yeah. It should. It just is amazing well, to, to see. P-
2: to put it in perspective, compared to lacrosse, lacrosse is played very seriously in about five or six counties in the United States. Yep. Right. Everybody plays baseball in the United States, and to have a smaller state like Connecticut put these kind of kids at these kind of schools is unreal. If yeah. you're a top lacrosse player in Fairfield County, you're going to Duke or North Carolina yep. because they're not they're not playing it everywhere. Yep. Everybody plays baseball; it's a national pastime, and you know to see Connecticut put these kids out and get drafted in these major schools. And even the kids who are going to unions and the places like that—they're playing. Yeah. I mean, they're everybody's playing baseball. It's yep. great.
1: Yeah, and the, you know, speaking of college like Union, like Bryant, I feel like there's so many kids around here who go to Bryant. Yeah. And I just read this really great, um, this really great article. I want to say it was in Baseball America, but it was like talking about the rise of the Bryant program. And like you see yeah. a guy like Jimmy Titus, who was the New Haven yeah. Register Game Time CT Player of the Year a couple of years ago. He's from East Catholic. He is leading the way. Yeah. I mean, it's just it was it was awesome campus up there. It's real nice up there. Oh, I didn't get a chance nice, to go to fancy college. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we, have, we have all these D1 kids. So you got, when you need a kid to sacrifice bunt, you got to scramble. Yeah. Who can bunt? I can. I can. I can. It's the
1: only reason why I made the JV team. See? We, went, we went to Woodbats my uh, sophomore year, the uh, Catholic High School League on Long Island. Yeah. Went to Wood and um, Coach would always call. I found a kid last hit. year
2: against Danbury in the states, who had maybe four at bats all year. And I put him up there, and he laid the bunt down. Helped to just win a game.
1: Yeah, there it is. So if
2: you could do something like that, you can make yourself, uh, you know, a, a good teammate. All
1: right. Well, Coach, I got, I got. You know, we, te- uh, we texted back and forth yesterday about some things we wanted to talk about, and and we talked about word association. So I came up with a little list of oh, some boy. things. There we go. Yeah, and uh, I need your immediate. Quick responses, no no thinking. Lightning round. You lightning round. Lightning round. And if it's bad, <laughs> we'll just delete it. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Nice and easy one. Who's the best team in the SEAC other than Staples? Trumbull. Okay. Is because you coached the Legion team there? No. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Best away field to play at? in. Hey, uh, you really do like that turf, huh? <laughs> best jerseys in the state,
2: Fairfield Prep.
1: Ooh, I like those. That's a good, good choice. Good call. Um, best former player that you coached.
2: Uh, three-way tie: Jack Hennessy, David Spear, Ben Casperius.
1: All right, I knew Ben was going to be on that list. I said it as soon as I wrote it down. Great kid. All right, <clears throat> best pizza in the state: Modern, barely over Sally's. Yes, Modern all day. Let's go. And Sally's <laughs> is really good too. Thank you. Everyone picks Pepe's. I like Pepe's, but Modern's where it's at. Just validated Pete. I oh my God, the way I went commercial. <laughs> it's true. Best softball player in the state.
2: Oh, uh, I'm kind of biased there. <laughs> I, you know, I like Sam Sheeby and Megan uh, Massick.
1: Oh, Megan Megan, Megan who? Megan McFarlane. <laughs> That's who it is. <laughs> They're not bad. They're not bad. <laughs> and uh, last one, who's the best baseball reporter in the state?
2: Baseball reporter. I, you know, I like Scott. I like Pete. And oh, I like Ryan oh. Lacey. All three. Oh, oh, right. I Lacey. like that.
1: Perfect. Oh, and. Speaking, since we, we talked about uh, Megan and, and Massick softball, do we think we have a shot at number one Massick, number one Staples at the end of the year? Make some history oh, here, Coach. Uh,
2: got, you know, Staples went over to Massick yesterday, and Massick uh, – you know, Megan had three or four hits, and they beat them 14 nothing. So that was – I know I got to, you know, look these poor kids in the eye over here at Staples today. but
1: <laughs> Were you wearing Masic Masic a Massick
2: softball shirt? You know <laughs> – you know, St. Joe's came up to the L, so that L division is going to be great this year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. And we had a big showdown. I was all ready for it the other day, and I guess yeah. it, it, it
1: rained too wet, hard.
2: No <laughs> sure what happened over there. <laughs> yeah. oh my God! And Go then they practiced will, on the field after play, and that'll be a good preview. So,
1: yeah, that no, that should be a good one. I just I remember last year when the brackets came out, and I was like, "Oh, Massac should win L softball." Yeah, I'm sitting there. Oh, Staples can get both number one. You know what would yeah, ha- well, What would right. happen on that day though? If You had to be at Palmer... And Nasak was playing at West Haven. where, where does well, your I wife miss a lot, go?
2: I miss, well, yeah, I miss a lot of Megan's games anyways, but I, I have a way to send people over there and keep me informed what's going on. But of course my wife handles a lot of the softball end of it and yeah. Oh so your so ball your ball. wife
1: would be at softball, not at baseball? Hundred percent,
2: right? Yeah, she, that would definitely. <laughs> Probably that was
1: a stupid question. <laughs>
0: definitely.
2: <laughs> I mean, but hey, I wanted in seventeen, she wanted in eighteen. It'd be to do it the same year, that would be a dream true. That
1: would be nice. And maybe the CIAC maybe they'll give them the Friday night game, you guys could play Saturday or vice versa. That's asking a lot yeah. of the yeah. I'm Just saying, <laughs> I, I think
2: the double L is going to be high noon at Palmer. I
1: think uh, so. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's it's April and I'm already looking towards forward towards uh, Palmer Field.
0: All right, listen, yeah. Jack. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, good luck the rest of the season, and uh, I'm sure we'll both catch up with you. Yeah. Uh, we'll out be the there field. soon.
2: Okay, guys. Thanks. We'll see thanks, you out Coach. The field.
1: Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Later. Bye, bye. Later.
0: We are back on high and tight. We want to thank Jack McFarland for that interview. So Always much fun, so entertaining. So much fun. He's
1: if you you know you have a chance to go to a Staples game, you know, grab Jack after the game and just talk with him because he's good. He's fun. Uh, I like how he played into the word association game a little bit. He did yeah. Uh, he's a big, big softball fan, obvious for obvious reasons. but yeah. he'll talk. He'll talk high school softball with you too. And he went with modern at, over Sally's, so He's number one in my book now because P- he agrees with Pete. Modern, so. modern is the best, and if you disagree, you know, I will fight you. I'm not going <laughs> to fight you, but I am <laughs> going to say that I enjoy Sally's more than modern. Sally's is really good. I, I had mean, Sally's. You're kind of just picking, yeah, picking nits when you're. I had Sally, but everybody I talked to, Dave Nastriani, the hand yeah. football coach, told me modern.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I'm bucking that trend, and I'm going Sally's. That's sad. <laughs> It's sad that you like the second-best pizza the best. Yeah, it's a big mistake. Um, speaking of second-best, let's get to the poll. Uh, it was the weirdest poll I've ever done in my life. I was in contact with you and Sean Bowley as I was doing it, and I said, look, Staples and Cheshire both have the most first-place votes. One of those teams is going to be number one when I add this all up. I added it all up, and Fairfield Prep was the number one team because Fairfield Prep had 382 points. Cheshire and Staples had 374. Even though Prep only got one first-place vote, uh, that first place voter was Me. Pete. Um so Cheshire and Staples, what happened was a few people voted them low, like out of the top ten, in the top fifteen, but out of the top ten, so their total points went down. Um I don't expect this to continue as the season goes on. The yeah. the first baseball poll is really weird anyway. Baseball yeah. polls all season are kind of weird because there's so many variances in the wins and losses and pitchers and who you're playing and what day and like, you know, like preps 0 and two, but we don't think that they're like in the toilet or anything. Yeah. Like they're going to be there at the end well, of the Well, they're one and two. They won
1: yesterday. One and two. Sorry. Yeah. yeah they won yesterday. I we're going to talk about that because that was like,
0: wild. Greenwich. Yeah. They walked off Greenwich.
1: Yeah. After being down eight. Nothing through three innings. They scored nine in a row and walked off. Not bad. Not bad. Shout out um, for them for sending the video in for us. Thank right.
0: you. <laughs> and they lost to Danbury and Trumbull. Who, who are
1: top two top ten teams. Well, or, uh, They should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: they're top ten quality teams. Um, I
1: think putting in, I mean, there was what? How many FCI teams? One, two, three? Three FCI teams yeah, in the three. top ten. Three. With Trumbull and Danbury both you know could be yeah five SEC teams in the poll i don't think you're going to get the voters to do that
0: uh no especially in the preseason poll yeah. um and again i didn't have a problem with any of the teams that made the top 10 in the preseason there's a lot of really good teams this year yeah. it, like baseball is i have to say the best sport across all the conferences like we said earlier like when you look at how many conferences are good in it like it doesn't happen like this in other sports like Certain, you know, CCC, FCAC, SWC kind of dominate soccer. You yep. know, like the SEC, SWC, maybe a little CCC dominate basketball. Like, you don't get all the conferences having really good teams. And it, it just, it's one other reason why I love covering the baseball so much is because there's just so much talent and so many good teams spread across the entire state, legitimately spread across the entire state where you have teams from the Berkshire league that could easily compete with a team from the SEC or the FCAC. You know what I mean? Like it's not lopsided. Like it would be in other sports.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's look, we, the season's young. Yeah. Um, not a lot of things have, have happened that are like, you know, crazy. We talked about it again. If you listen to the interview with Jack, a lot of teams are scoring a lot of runs. Uh, you runs. you had mentioned a bunch of teams uh, on Twitter, yeah, who have scored a stupid amount of runs. This runs, season.
0: and there's a team who we won't mention who's given up 52 runs. Yes, that's a problem. But it happens in baseball, and like you know, so Pete emailed me when they saw the Woodstock score, and Woodstock scored 32 runs on opening day, and I said, what can you do? Like, there's a yep. run rule in place. You can't ask kids to stop hitting. Yep. You, if kids are walking, what are you going to do? Like, yep. you're not going to start swinging at bad pitches. It's the one game where I feel like you have the mercy rule, so that's in place, but you have to play a certain number of innings to get to that point. Yeah. There's really nothing you can do. You can't pull the ball out. You no, can't you can't slow it down. You can't like, uh, got the, the, like, the You got to run. The Woodstock thing. You can go base to base. Yeah. Station to station, and that's it.
1: But when you start walking and this and this, it's yeah. There's nothing you can do. Like, no, you can't. But I already said it in the email with you. I was like, Woodstock scored 32 runs in their first game. Yeah. Their football team scored 32 or more points once less. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, then, nothing I mean, against her football program. It's just 32 runs in a baseball game is kind of unheard of. It's kind of unheard of. It's a lot. It's a here. lot. Of I've runs. seen a
0: lot of games get to the 20s around here. Yeah. But, again, this just probably it got out of control. Yeah. And, there's not much you can do. Woodstock's really good. The team they beat's uh, the team they beat is the team that's given up fifty-two points this season. I don't, I don't think we need to hide that. Yeah. But they're probably not very good. So it was a really mismatched Yeah. Game. But again, it's April. I mean we It's April too, and things can go sucked. wrong.
1: Last year the weather was so bad, no one could get out, no one was scoring. It was so bad. No one was scoring. Now everyone's getting out. I mean it rained yesterday, um, towards the end of my softball game. But like other than that, it really hasn't like Rained to the point where, like, you can't get on the field, and now all these teams are scoring. So it's like the pitching is going to catch up, just like the hitting caught up last year.
0: Well, these teams have all played their preseason games. Last year, teams were lucky if they played one yeah. preseason game, lucky if they played a scrimmage. Most teams couldn't even get on the field. Like, no. was it Lewis Mills? L- Lewis, Lewis Mills, Mills played couldn't, couldn't get the field. 20 so the
1: games. 20 games, I think. I, when I did my notebook last year, uh, when you were on vacation, yeah. they played 20 games in 34 calendar days. Yeah. That's including Sundays which they are not allowed to play on. So remove all those Sundays in the 34 yeah. days. They played basically like 20 games in 27 days. It's
0: crazy. And this year so far we haven't seen that there wasn't the snow on the ground, there wasn't the super wet weather. So people have been out at least the season's has started well. Mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen moving forward, but when you can get through that New England March,
1: yeah. April's
0: weather, been good so far.
1: I mean, it's supposed to snow on Friday. I mean,
0: the first three days of April have been good so far. I mean, yeah. look, I I was at the game; it was like 43 degrees, but it yeah. was dry, and, but it's they dry. and they played the game. It's dry. Was... I mean, you won't
1: catch me at a game playing that weather, but it was dry. Well,
0: I had a, a parent came up to me because I kind of stand alone when I'm doing it, and I have my you know my scorebook. And someone said, uh, "Are you a, are you a scout watching the game?" I said, "Scouts are much too smart to be standing in 43 <laughs> degree weather." Well, that's that's uh, they that's come good. in later in the year; they go watch summer ball.
1: You, you get know? scout. When we were at the basketball championships, our friend of the program, Gabby, over at NBC, yeah. they thought she was a student. Wow. And then when I tried to get on the court, they were like, excuse me, no parents allowed. Oh, they called you a parent? Yeah. Yeah, welcome. That hurt. Welcome to that world. That hurt. The first time you get it, it's the... Yeah. It was... that. Hurt. I've gotten it before at Little League, which yeah. I get, because like, they're like eight, yeah, and yeah. I'm, well, I'm 29 but now. The, it's different when they're in high school. But like when they're in high school, and it's like basketball championships, and like they're like, no parents on the court... Excuse me? I what parent in the right mind would wear a flamingo shirt?
0: <laughs> also true. <laughs> also true. <laughs> uh, we want to talk about uh, Altieri real quick.
1: Yeah. Um, Sheen's uh, head coach, Matt Altieri, announced that this would be his final season mm-hmm. at Sheen. He's coached. How was it? Uh, he's been at Sheen since 2002. No, mm-hmm. I'm reading the story completely wrong. He's been there for a very long time. He took over Sheen in 1995. five. Ninety five. yeah. Who. So I think it's what, twenty four years? I think this his twenty fourth year. Yeah. He's won four state titles. Um O one, O four, two thousand ten was in L and then most recently in two thousand and fifteen, um, where they beat Amity twice during the regular season, lost to Amity in the SEC tournament, mm-hmm. then ran the table and won M. Was they were voted the number one team in the New Haven register poll. Right. And three people did not vote for them. Number one, three people voted for Amity who beat Staples that season. Mm. I was one of those people. Yeah. Uh, when I started working at the record journal, I got to know Matt really well. And a couple of his assistant coaches, uh, most notably coach Lombo. And, uh, I remember telling him once, cause we were talking about that season. And I was like, Oh, you know, like it's like, I-, I, I voted for Amity that year. And, uh, Matt and Coach Altieri never let me live that down. Uh, every <laughs> time like- he'd look at me, he looked at me different after that. he was like, "That that guy, he didn't vote for us number one." So we'll have to have him on the show this year and uh, and bring that up. Yeah, I mean that that was a great team in fifteen. They had the Gazo brothers. Yeah, um, Caden, uh, not Caden, uh, no. Clu- uh, Cloutier mm-hmm. Former coworker Bill Yeah And I worked together Noah's playing at, at uh, Southern The Gazo brothers are, You know One's at Tulane One's at UConn They had so much talent Up and down that Up and down that lineup They absolutely dominated um, So he's retiring uh, Final season He's got 354 career wins Heading into this season and this was really interesting Shout out to Joe Morelli For this first for story He put this in a story He's 47 and 17 In the state tournament Wow that's a great stat. That is a great stat. You only get that if you dig. Yeah. And uh, Joe's a digger. He's a digger. Um, look, Sheehan didn't. They weren't that good last year. They were 3-17, <laughs> lost a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, but they should be better this year. With a coach like him, they're always in competition to To – I'm going to use the – I hate this, but they're always in contention to make noise. Um <laughs> in contention so, to make noise yeah. yeah so congratulations to coach Altieri. we'll probably try and have you on this year stop by a sheen game to see you but congrats on an absolutely unbelievable career it has been a pleasure to cover and um you know good luck to the titans the rest of the way uh
0: so once again we are really excited to be
1: back on high and tight we, we got a couple of ideas we want to do this year should, yeah. should we should we share them because if we say it right then we have to do it Right, like, well, okay, we're don't, don't
0: promise any kids any t-shirts this oh, year. Oh, no,
1: we we currently have one small t-shirt L- literally together. Literally one t-shirt one, in a box. One t-shirt, and it's a small, so yeah. if a freshman wants it, I don't know. <laughs> the smalls are really small.
0: All right, so what are we going to do? <clears throat> hot dog reviews. Hot dog reviews, yes, that's um, happening.
1: Hot dog reviews, we're going to, Scott and I are going to go to games around the state together, or maybe practices and uh, we're going to find out where the best hot dog places are in yeah. route to there. We're going to do quick little videos on Instagram. You yeah. Follow us at GameTimeCT. We'll post them on Twitter. We'll post them on Instagram. We'll post them on the website. But if you know a good hot dog place like that's by your school, shout us out. Let us know. We'll go. <laughs> We ate so many hot dogs last year at Palmer we'll Field. Go. We'll go. <laughs> we'll go. I mean, I I remember last year we're like we're gonna do hot dog reviews and this and this. So I get two. Scott got like one. And yeah. we're doing the video. It's a three minute video. And I'm just. I both hot dogs were gone. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like Scott's wife was watching. She was like, Wow, Pete ate that hot dog really fast. Yeah. And then she
0: said, Don't eat hot dogs. On yeah, camera. And then she's like, Yeah. So <laughs> no, we're gonna eat hot dogs on camera all the time now.
1: So we got that. Um, what we really want to do is we really want to, we really want to do player stories throughout the year yeah we want to highlight not just the best players in the state because there are a buttload of them yeah but we want to highlight just great stories and if there's a kid on your team and you know look we had a lot of kids reach out last year for the dirt dog which i believe we're going to bring back yes next week next uh week we'll, we'll bring through. back dirt dog next week but like reach we'll out to so tell right? us yeah. tell us about your teammates your teammate, you know, gets eight hits in a row or whatever, and he's batting last. Like, tell us about that. Us. Let us know. Let us highlight. You know, and this goes for coaches, too. Like, reach out to us. You guys text us about stuff anyway. Like, let us know. Like, hey, my sophomore who shouldn't have been playing got the game-winning hit because he only pl- he played because the kid got hurt.
0: And that goes for your uniforms too. If you got the uh, uniforms, you want me to feature on uh, Unibrows, uh, send me your unis, your hats, all that stuff. When I asked for the hats in the preseason on was Twitter, wild. I got like twenty hats. Back. Yeah, like, and look, awesome. if you guys have
1: any extra hats, that you guys want to send us and we'll wear? I will wear your hat. I, I won't will, wear it to games. No, I won't but, wear it to games, but I'll wear it during the show. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like send them to us. You know, I mean, look, just send them to us. We Pete, like hats. Pete, Pete and I both have heads that uh, lean toward the large side. Yes, yeah, seven and a half. By the way, that new. Uh, I know a lot of schools sent you hats. Yeah. The best hats I've seen so far are the new London ones. That, you got the bat, awesome. that they showed you at the basketball oh, game. Oh, the basketball game. Yeah, those were those awesome. Those were so dope. With the harpoon in them. Those are so sure dope. Yeah, I like so those. So dope. Forgot about that. But, those. like, let us know. We want to come. We want to come to practices. We want to see as much baseball as we possibly can. All of it. Um, there are so many guys and athletes that we want to go see this year. Yeah. But there are so many things mm-hmm. that we don't know. Yeah. So you reach out to us, tweet at us, DM us, uh reach out on Instagram or, or at Erickson Sports at Pete Poguaga. Or come up to us at games. Yeah, come up to us at games. Tell us like there's nothing better when you guys come up to us and say, Hey, like I listened to the show. I think you guys should do this. Yeah. Like I think this would be cool or this would be fun, or if you guys think like a of a cool segment or or a ranking list you want us to do, like five, you know, obviously the jerseys, but like five like you know, players that you've seen play, or something like that, or five top performances that you've seen play. Five you best know? fields. Like, yeah, like you like know, that. um, who was the kid from Wilton a couple of years ago? The pitcher, J uh, J R. Oh yeah, JT Moran. J T. Moran. Yeah, like that's one of the top five performances I've ever seen him in the FCA in the SCAC, uh, championship series. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, like or you know, like stuff like that. Like we we we've seen we've seen so much baseball over the last couple of years that and Scott more than me, um. So like we. But let's just get going on that. I'm just ready to dive in. I, you know, we're still finishing it. We're still tying up loose ends with winter, the winter sports. Yeah. You know, we still got three all state teams to put out. I got three all state teams to like make cards for and but videos for. But starting next week, I'm ready. But I'm like to fall
0: tilt. I was like,
1: like, kind of not dreading this podcast, but I was like, God, like. Am I going to be excited? And I haven't, like, shut up in a half an hour. Well, I think so. when the
0: theme music came on, that got you excited. Oh, that, yeah. That pumped it right back. Yeah, yeah. We, absolutely. It, it infused a lot of energy into the yeah. room.
1: And and we're not going to promise shirts, but I'm trying to get more. Yeah,
0: we're trying to get more I'm
1: shirts. Trying to get more shirts because we want to give them away, whether it's for Dirt Dogs or we ask trivia questions on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll make some extra game time baseball hats. Oh the company God. pays for them. God. We can Great. give them away. I want Except for the baseball, baseball cap. That's a one-in-one. Julian Bannerje, if you're listening from hand, that is a one of one. No one'll ever get that hat.
0: Yes, the one like, <laughs> yeah, you like. Yeah, the have one I'm wearing on now. The, yeah.
1: yeah, but like the, the new era baseball cap is. Uh, yeah, that's I think a I think that'll watch. stay with your boy. I think so. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. So have we have we touched on enough, Scott? I think we touched on everything. This is a long episode. It's a long
0: episode. We we'll keep it a little tighter next week. But we're having a little so higher, much fun, <laughs> a, little, a little higher, a little tighter. <laughs> we'll bring a little chin music to the show. Uh, Listen, though, for Pete, for Scott, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to remind you uh, kids to uh, keep your gloves down. Don't ruin the game for your friends. And we will see you next week.